Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the MSP Show, your internet radio destination for the business information your managed IT services company needs to streamline operations, generate new revenue streams, and get more customers. And now your host, Stuart Crawford. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the MSP Show, our first show here for 2014 or 2014. And I couldn't think of a better way to kick off, but with my good friend uh, Keith Marciano from Tier One Technology Partners in Baltimore, Maryland, joining us. And uh, you know, Keith and I have a lot of things in common besides uh, MSP and uh, IT security. We're also big avid uh, NFL fans, and we've had a few uh, discussions about uh, you know the NFL. And uh, you know that since our both of our teams are not playing any more football, Keith. You know, we have lots of time to talk about managed services and IT security. How are you doing today? Doing well, Stuart. Thanks for having me on. And, yeah, unfortunately, here in Baltimore, we uh, uh, we went from Super Bowl champions to uh, now sitting at home and our players playing golf, most likely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Keith, um, we only have half an hour, so let's dive right into our our conversation today. We're talking about IT security and, you know, why managed service providers or even, you know, for your benefit, because in the Baltimore, Maryland area, D.C., why they should be concerned about security. I mean, obviously in 2013, we saw all kinds of stuff going on with CryptoLocker, Edward Snowden, the NSA, you know, the Chinese hackers. We had all kinds of stuff happening. Why should businesses or why should MSPs today keep wake up and, you know, start looking at security and the offerings and, and securing their clients, you know, taking, you know, taking, it, taking it seriously now. Yeah, great question, Stuart. Um, great way to kick off the, kick off the call here. And, uh, I mean, just recently everybody heard about uh, Target and somebody hacking in. And I think that is the big highlight of why even small business uh, owners and executives really need to pay attention uh, the Target situation, uh, you know, a large uh, global company, um, that happened because somebody on the inside gave access to somebody on the outside. So it wasn't just somebody hacking in from overseas or something like that happening. This was a case where an employee itself uh, conspired to make this happen. And I think that's where executives really need to take a look because – you know, I've done plenty of interviewing. You kind of go by the, the resume and what you hear in the interview and obviously calling references, but you really just can't tell the makeup of a person by that. It takes time, and, and you know, most executives understand that. It, you know, it, it's really the proof in the pudding when, they, when you bring them on board. So I'm not saying all people are bad, but there's certainly bad eggs out there. So businesses today... You know whether you're a small business of 15 people or you know you know a thousand dollar thousand employee corporation, you really need to take a look at making sure you have both internal controls and external controls uh, taken care of. Otherwise, you're exposing yourself on on multiple different levels. Yeah, for sure, Keith. You know, and I think. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you kind of hit the nail on the head there when you talk about the threats coming from inside and outside. Many, many times we think of, you know, security threats as being, you know, the, the, the Syrian electronic army or these guys in China who are sitting in, 
you know, dungy old uh, building, you know, maybe bombed old building somewhere in the third world, uh, you know, hacking into corporate. And that, you know, and that happens, and, you know, we're not going to, you know, downplay the importance of making sure external threats, but, you know, since you kind of open up that can of worms there, a lot of threats keep happen internally to the network, and many, many MSPs, many business owners out there fail to identify the potential vulnerability that sits, hey, just inside your network, even if it's somebody stealing, you know, the, the customer management database off on a USB stick or, or even, uh, you know, throwing some rogue router on the, on the network. You know, it's time for business to take that threat seriously. So tell us, about, you know, what is Tier 1 doing? to uh, protect uh, your clients? Yeah, great question. And uh, just, uh, you know, I'll kind of set this up with uh, an example of, uh, of something like this that could happen. It's pretty easily to happen. So um, I had a client several years ago that uh, they had, um, were letting a, an employee go uh, due to lack of productivity. And they, and they thought that employee was getting ready to leave anyway but they, they terminated the employee, and they did the right thing. They gave that employee, you know, you know two weeks um, to basically, uh, basically still work there, and at the same time, if they had interviews and things like that lined up, they would give them that paid time off. Um, unfortunately, this employee, on their way out, uh, decided to delete a, uh, a ton of files. So, you know, what happened? What, what did that business do? Um, well, you know, with with what we're doing from tier one standpoint, one, it, it all starts with what happens if this does occur. Say, you know, an employee just goes in, deletes a whole bunch of things, or like you said, on the way out there, they're downloading things on the USB stick, taking company information. So, one, it all starts with uh, putting together a good business continuity uh, solution for your business. And what that means is obviously it has multiple different levels to it. But, you know, say an employee does that, you know, in the old days what you had was you had tape back up and who knows if it was backed up that day and you just don't know how to restore that information um, or even know if it's there. Uh, a good business continuity solution should be able to go in and restore files that are deleted um, from that standpoint. So you need to have, one, that layer in place to have that internal control ready in case something like that does occur. Uh, the other piece is, is, like you said, you know, you, you need to have also a good HR uh, policy in place that all data and technology is the possession of your company, not the employee. So if somebody does take information on a USB stick that's proprietary to your business, uh, you need to have some sort of uh, uh, capability of being able to uh, seek punitive damage off of that. And third, you also need uh, to have some sort of alert to know that that employee did that um, and to ensure that, you know, that doesn't happen or you can confront that employee right then and there before it becomes an issue. So those are those are three things uh, from an internal control standpoint that we're doing for our clients. Um, it seems to work well, and it's, again, a nice layered approach to uh, – internal controls. So let me uh, play the devil's advocate here a little bit, Keith, and say, and I'm sure you run across this, you know, on a daily basis when you're talking to uh, businesses in the, you know, the Baltimore, D.C. area there. You know, this is all great, Keith, but, you know, we trust our employees. This isn't going to happen to us. You know, that's going to happen to the guy. You know, that, ha that only happens to big corporations. 
how do you how do you address that argument that uh, a small mid sized business owner may throw your way? Well, just uh, you know, just just like you know, why do you know small business owners take out you know business insurance? You know, that's not going to happen to them. It, you know, they're you know it's a small company, and you know you know liability is not going to happen to them. You know, it's it's that insurance policy you need to take. Um, and I've seen it with small business. That's the the thing is uh, our firm has been around now for this is our 14th year, and and we've seen this happen to uh, small companies. We started as just a typical break fix IT provider before we provided this whole suite of managed services. So you know there was holes in our games years ago that we fixed and now have complete uh, coverage for our clients. So this is you know whether you're a small company or a large company. The exposure is out there, and yes, for the most part, your employees are you know good people, and they're not going to do these things. But again, you know, can you risk that? And I think small businesses are exposed a lot more than larger companies. So, for example, if you if you're a small business and uh, proprietary information stolen that costs you, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. Boy, that's going to put a dent in into a small business that's generating, you know, maybe you know, two and a half million, three million a year. Uh, that's a pretty big chunk out of that, that that company's business. So you need to really protect yourself on that front. And it's not, it's not like you have to put in protections that are going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're very affordable, um, just a very easy approach. And you know, again, the, the tier one approach is our clients already get this through. Uh, uh, some managed security that we have in place um, for them, and, and it's not costing them any more a year. It's just part of the suite of services that we offer. So it's it's not like they have to go and invest a lot of money to secure their business. So let me understand this, Keith. So you're providing this managed IT security service as just as just part of your regular managed services offering. You're not going to and say, you know, you should really have this add-on. It's, you know, it's part of the all-you-can-eat package that you uh, that you provide? That is correct. So, uh, you know, again, as when people hire us, they are hiring us to be their, you know, their CIO. They're hiring us to be their IT manager. You know, the small business is not, uh, is not in a position where they can hire a thousand dollar a year IT manager and then a hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year CIO to tell them these things. That's what we bring to the table. And and we see, you know, the security piece as a you know big piece of the business and as well as the protection. So when you hire us, you know, you're expecting us to provide a layer or multi layers which we provide to our clients from a security standpoint. So we're we're not only just going in, uh, part of our suite is we provide managed antivirus which is good, but there's no silver bullet when it comes to, to antivirus and malware and spyware protection. They're constantly changing, and it's a threat. We want to provide additional layers, and that is what we provide our clients on that end. So that way, one, if you have you know something something penetrate your system, something else picks it up. It's almost like if you you know you go to the beach in the summertime, and you put on that layer of SPF uh, protection. You know, you're if you put on a you know, SPF 10, you know, boy, there's a, there's a good chance that you're probably going to get sunburned if you're exposed to the sun too long. If you go and put on uh, 50 protection, it eh, probably increases your protection uh, a lot more, and you're not going to feel the pain of the sunburn. 
same thing when it comes to managed security. If you have just antivirus protection, that's great. That's a good start. But that doesn't give you uh, full-fledged protection from internal and external threats. Um, even if you have the other protection, which is a you know business class firewall, those things uh, that do a good job, they help that hackers. But you know, let's uh, let's take the example of CryptoLocker. A lot of people have heard that. That was a really really bad nasty virus that was uh, generated out of uh, Russia, somewhere over in that area. Again, it's outside the protection of you know what we have here in in the U.S. But it was ever changing. Uh, this, the, I guess the codes and the scripts that were being written were ever changing, and it was coming in via email. So you know, to the to the non-technical person or to, to the novice, you know, you click on an email, boom! All of a sudden, you have a you have a virus. CryptoLocker was so bad um, that it even penetrated through firewall protection, which most businesses and small business have. They have some sort of firewall appliance in their facility. Well, the code was rewritten as such that uh, the manufacturers of these firewalls, uh, the firewall appliances, couldn't keep up. So whether you have a WatchGuard or a Cisco or a SonicWall firewall appliance, the code was being changed that it was penetrating the firewall before the update could occur. So what that would do is that crypto locker would lock down and basically hijack files. So if it got on your server and you have hundreds of files, you were paying per file uh, to get that release. If you had what we talked about at the onset, and that's having a, a backup and a business continuity solution, um, it's a little bit easier than if you didn't. So again, that multi-layered approach is a is a high priority for Tier 1 for our clients and providing three multi-layers of protection. So that way, to get through one area, you're protected in other areas. So lots of great stuff there, Keith. I mean, i got a lot of questions burning that I need to ask you here. But one more question before we run to the break here. What is, what is Tier 1 doing? And you talk about CryptoLocker and coming through email. And, you know, obviously there's a, a user vulnerability there. What do you do to address that, you know, user education so that, you know, if these type of, email type born viruses or malware or ransomware, you know, break through the lines of defenses, ultimately somebody has to click on something. What do you do to educate these these users so they know, hey, that's how to spot something that's a real attachment or a real link versus those that it may have may have a malicious payload? Well again, that's a that's a fantastic question and, and we, we provide in-depth training and education to our clients. Um, so again, we're, we're their point people. So we, you know, our primary, uh, our engineers are very relationship-driven. So they will sit down and meet with with the client themselves and say, "Look, if you ever have a question about anything, please feel free to throw it our way. We're we're not going to, you know, as part of this all-you-can-eat managed services, you're not being charged for it. We want to make sure that you're protected." So in, in lieu of that, what we do is, one, we want to educate our, our, our clients for sure. You know, do not, you know, you know it's almost like, you know, you, you tell your kids, you know, don't talk to strangers. If you don't know them or don't know them that well, you know, be leery. Same thing when it comes to, you know, attachments or links on websites, things like that. Be leery. Don't do it. Now, uh, we're all human. Uh, it could happen. 
Um, we do have a layer of protection uh, that we provide our clients. So, for example, if they inadvertently uh, a link, whether they're on Facebook or on a website, website, and they click it, and it's a harmful, uh, harmful site, or even if it's just a pop-up ad or something like that that's embedded with spyware and malware, um, they're going to be blocked through a, a third layer of protection that we provide our clients. And I don't want to get too technical in case you know there's non-technical people listening here today. Is they're going to have a complete sweep. So it's going to be, boom, it's going to pop up saying, your administrator has blocked this site. Um, if you think it's an error, please contact them immediately, meaning contact tier one. So we put some things in place so that way if they inadvertently do things, they'll be protected. CryptoLocker, for example, that came in via email. So the virus protection, the spyware protection uh, that was out there was of no use to CryptoLocker. Got through that. Um, like I said before, um, firewall didn't work, but this third layer that we provide uh, would would block uh, that that situation from occurring. Fantastic. We're going to take uh, 90 seconds and uh, pause for some uh, commercials here. Our sponsors who great to keep this show going on the air, and we'll be back in uh, we'll be back in 90 seconds, folks. As an MSP, you understand how important it is to offer dependable PBX service to your clients. Easy Office Phone's MSP program will expand your portfolio, generate recurring revenue, and build long-lasting client relationships. Become a full voice and data provider with a minimum impact to your business and let us take care of sales training, deployment, and support. Offer your customers the same kind of telephone service that big companies enjoy. Visit easyofficephone.com today to learn more. Does your MSP website struggle to stand out from the crowd and get your company's unique message across to potential customers? Businesses have many options when choosing their IT services provider, and if you want them to choose you, it's important you make a good first impression, and that first impression will most likely come from your website, so it's essential that it stands out. Ulistic's MSP website service can provide you with exactly the website you need. For $2.97 a month, your managed IT services business will get a professionally designed, fully search-optimized MSP marketing website, custom content laser-focused on your core offerings and target markets, branded videos focused on your solutions, content delivered each day centered on what matters most to your customers, daily reports detailing who is visiting your site and what they are viewing, a monthly MSP newsletter, call analytics, and so much more. Don't delay any further. Potential customers are searching for an MSP right now, and Ulistic's MSP website service can help them find you. For more information, visit bestmspwebsites.com. This is Stuart Crawford on the MSP Show, first one for 2014, and we're, we're chatting with Keith Marchano from Tier 1 Technology Partners out of uh, Baltimore, Maryland, or Hunt, Hunt Valley to be ex- exact. And we're talking about security and why MSPs need to have a well security offering. And Tier 1, in my opinion, folks, is the leader when it comes to you know security, amongst other things in the MSP space. I often turn to Keith and the guys there for you know any questions or anything that they may, or guidance they may have when it comes to you know delivering managed services. So Keith, um, before the break we we're talking about CryptoLocker and user education and the internal stuff. Let's shift gears a little bit and go external from the firewall. You know what are you seeing out there when you're talking to Baltimore businesses uh, about some of the threats that may impact them in an external manner? Okay, good question. And uh, I want to circle back real quick before I move forward on that one and 
in regards to another another thing that, uh, that businesses are seeing out there is, is a lot of times uh, viruses will come in or malware and spyware will come in through pop-ups um, that look like or or see, they seem like that they're you know, updates. So like Java or Adobe Flash, a lot of people see that in their lower right-hand screen. They get you have an update, Adobe Flash. It seems like it almost you get an Adobe update on a weekly basis. And after a while, you just kind of become numb to it. And you say, okay, go ahead and do it. Well, a lot of, a lot of these folks on the outside understand that, and that they're attaching their, their malware and spyware to it. So that's, that's uh, kind of segues into what you just asked and you know, what we're seeing from the outside. Well, you know, there's, there's a couple things. You know, hacks uh, ex from the external side is, you know, one from a fraud standpoint, identity theft, and cybercrime. You know, these folks are either looking to get information or generate revenue, make money. So, um, for example, if you don't have adequate protection from the firewall, every business should have a business class firewall. Um, there's no doubt about that. And, again, from the managed uh, security services that Tier 1 offers, all of our clients in and we put in a managed firewall. Typically, this is an appliance that's going to, that's going to cost them anywhere on the upwards of $800 to you know $4,000, just depending on the level of security they want to have you know gateway protection, intrusion protection involved in it, and everything. So uh, again, we are we are very. Uh, this is a high priority for us. So we provide uh, a firewall appliance to our, our clients, uh, no matter what their situation might be. And the reason we do that is, again, um, people on the outside are trying to either get information or make money. Um, I've seen before uh, and heard before that of companies where they've had their server, unbeknownst to them, um, hijacked. And the reason I say that it was they didn't know is somebody had embedded almost like their own web server inside the server and was spamming out. So basically uh, they were out spamming and collecting money through hoaxes and that was their revenue generator. Um, other people have done it to, to gather and get information. So you, you probably heard that if, you know, you know to they, they put a device inside your server uh, so that way one, if you're doing a keystroke, doing credit card payments online, things like that, they're already on the inside. They're, they're getting this information, and all of a sudden, now they have uh, your identity, your information. If you have employee information internally, uh, whether it be social security numbers, um, their address, their name, uh, right there, you've already given somebody the opportunity to uh, get identity theft. And I think it becomes more and more important, especially in our highly regulated state that we're in, that this, the firewall is in place as a, as a just a must-have. It's a must-have these days because if you're taking credit cards from your customers or, you know, if you're a, you're a medical provider, you're getting patient health information, if, you have, if you're a financial or insurance institution, you're under regulation there as well. You need to make sure you have a managed security solution in place. Otherwise, uh, you can be subject to fines and penalties. So, Keith, I mean, that's pretty, uh, you know, pretty, you know, self-explanatory. Say a lot of industries and a lot of uh, um, 
organizations are mandating to their to either their members or those uh, you know folks in that industry, for example, healthcare or insurance, legal come to mind, retail space. Um, do we do you think in 2014 we're going to see more uh, focus or more effort put towards making sure businesses are compliant with you know any sort of you know industry or even government regulations uh, to help combat some of the security uh, threats that face uh, you know face business in in the U.S. or globally. Uh, that's a that's a really 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 tough question and a good one. It's you know I think we're you know as a any business will be continue to be regulated because it's always under the umbrella of protecting the consumer, which is very very which is very important in itself. You know, one as a as a business you want to protect your your customer and their information anytime they give you that. And if it gets exposed, it, it provides a vulnerability against yourself, your business. Um, obviously, the PR that goes with it, you know, is, is bad. I mean, we'll t- just take that Target example again, that, you know, credit cards in their pocket or, or just decided to go to Walmart or somewhere else because they were they were scared uh, of, the, of the vulnerability with that business. You know, the same thing is, you know, happening here. So I, I think the regula- regulatory requirements will continue to increase. And it's, like I said, I've done under the name of consumer protection. I think, again, from, a, from you know, the small business needs to just take the mindset, hey, I need to protect my customers, my employees, and as well as, as my business and, and my stream of income of what you've already built uh, going forward. And, again, it's, it shouldn't be where it's, you know, not a budget, you know, unbudgetable because it's so expensive. You just really should have something in place that, you know, puts you to sleep at night saying, you know, my business is protected from an IT standpoint. And technology, everybody knows it. It's just, you know, there's more and more advent in regards to how technology helps our business, but at the same time, it's, you know, the root of all evil. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, I, think key, I think the key it's words here is, is due diligence. Is that probably the best way to sum it up is as long as the businesses do, or even the MSP practices due diligence uh, and, and does what it has to do to protect, uh, you know, customer, patient, whatever information, uh, that's really all they can do. That's correct. It's, you need to be, if you're a business and you're looking or you don't feel comfortable that your current provider is doing, it's like you said, due diligence, I call it just you know being proactive. You, you, you know you don't want to you, you know you don't want to call the fire department because your building's on fire. You want to have smoke detectors in place. You want to have all the parameters in place that's going to prevent a fire from happening. Uh, same thing with your your managed service provider, and that's you know that's why you know we really you know take this serious as a heart attack because you know we want to protect our clients 100%. We don't want to have to help them through a, a horrible ordeal within their business because of a lack of security was in place. Be proactive, provide complete proactive services, patching, updates, um, doing those third-party patches, uh, doing the things that are right for the client, putting in a level of managed managed security that's going to benefit and do them well. And you're going to have yourself a company, one, that's in business for long term, two, they have the peace of mind, and three, they're going to refer you to other businesses because 
every small business, like I said at the onset of this conversation, whether you have 20 employees or 200 employees or 2,000 employees, you need to take your the security of your technology infrastructure seriously. You need to have an IT partner that is on the same same deck as you are, and it has the same uh, high level of priority as you do in protecting your business. That's great, Keith. I think the I think the one uh, sentence we can make here to sum up the whole thirty minutes we've been here is: if you're an MSP and you're prospect or client is balking at uh, taking some sort of security initiative to protect their uh, you know protect their assets and protect their business maybe that is, you should turn around and uh, reevaluate that relationship i think that's uh, some good uh, good words of advice there you know if they're if they're willing to cut corners on their security what else are they going to cut their corners on keith i want to thank you very much for uh, joining us today it's amazing how fast 30 minutes goes uh, just give us uh, your website and your phone number quickly before we uh, wrap up today. And thanks again, Store. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to people about this, you know, very important issue to, to kick off the year. So, uh, Tier One Technology Partners. Our website is Tier One IT, and it's all spelled out: T I E R O N E I T dot com. Uh, located in the the Baltimore Metro area, Hunt Valley. Our phone number is four four three five zero. Great. Thanks again, Keith, for joining us today, and hopefully uh, we'll have some better news in the uh, football schedule next year. The football results <laughs> next year, maybe we'll be playing each other in the playoffs. Who knows? There's always, always dreaming. Thanks again, and all the best to the to the team there at Tier 1. Uh, folks, this is Stuart Crawford signing up the MST show uh, for another great week. Stay tuned to our website. We'll get more information here on upcoming shows. Thanks again, We'll uh, and we'll talk to you all uh, in a couple weeks. This has been another episode of the MSP Show with host Stuart Crawford. Thank you for tuning in, and be sure to catch our next episode for more.